Like when, once you give yourself permission to write a, a hook, which usually involves really simplistic language, they let the hook drag the content of the song down because they've just got this like delicious thing that's easily expressed. And so then they want everything else to be delicious and easily expressed. But you can take like the plumb line and go deeper and like have this buoy of a hook bring you back up. Um, here I am. Write stuff that's accessible, but is also totally honest about how confusing this whole thing is. Darn tootin'. Yeah. It's really weird, because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me, because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> oh, I can like this too. It doesn't have to be 50 years old to be cool. <laughs> Shadow to sun. That is exactly what I needed right now. I, I do. I get. I miss it when it when uh, when it's not happening. I I uh, in addition to working on some some music stuff, which I've been doing a lot lately. Um, I uh, got into uh, a situation yesterday where I painted my stoop, my front stoop. That's, I know that seems like a very domesticated thing to do, and I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not usually doing that sort of thing. But uh, I was sort of, sort of cajoled, is that the word, cajoled into it by my next door neighbor, who uh, obviously wanted me to get my shit together about the look of the outside of my house, which I totally understand. And that's, when, when you're a homeowner and you live near people, they want your shit to look good when their shit looks good. Uh, because, you know, otherwise it reflects poorly on them. Or something. Anyway, I did that. It took a while. That was a good four hours of, of uh, not just painting, but I had to, like, re... Uh, use like mortar to like re-mud the thing because it was all cracking up alright more traffic you know the deal by now I am Yoni Wolf your host of this uh, program guiding you through the world through my eyes and my ears uh, and in my meetings with so many awesome, talented people in this world. And today, it is Sylvanesso. Amelia and Nick uh, sat down with me in the back of their bus. And uh, we had a nice, candid conversation. I met... Well, we, I'm not going to go into how I met them because uh, we talk about that in the conversation. So I don't need to reiterate that. Or pre-iterate that, rather. Um, I'm just taking a little walk around the neighborhood, as you can hear. Trying to get a little bit of this uh, vitamin D in, son. Not dick. Um, enjoying that. 
and you know really starting to think that as winter approaches this year I might just uh, I might start going to the tanning salon has anyone done that for 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 sort of mood purposes as a, as opposed to vanity purposes I'm not you know I, I like to stay tan like the next guy but but uh, that's not my main concern when it comes to this my, my, my primary concern is to keep the mood elevated um, and stay out of that uh, that winter uh, low depression thing. You know, we all suffer in this life. We all have our, our uh, difficulties, maladies, hurdles. You know, and that's I think that's just part of of the nature of, of uh, what's happening here. You know, there's always difficulty. There's always bumps along the way. And, uh, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. This is not a, uh, you know, a, he- a heaven-set situation. This is, this is, you know, I mean, it's pretty, pretty perfect when you think about it. The only thing that's not maybe perfect is our mind states or something like that. But um, I've been trying to focus on the peace, you know. Of it all. All right. I'm not going to talk your ear off today. You can go to the wanderingwolfpodcast.com if you're not there already. You you can get um, t-shirts and things like that. Someone told me I should get on patreon.com um, for this podcast. I, I always shy away from things like that, the Patreons and the Kickstarters and things. But you know what? Maybe I will. I might do it. I might do it. It'd be a good thing to have this thing funded. Uh, as opposed to everything coming out of my own pocket. All right, you guys. Let's uh, let's move on to this conversation with Sylvanessa. What's happening? What's up, How are man? you, man? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. All right. Hey. Hey. So how's the how's the tour going? Are you guys like deep in, or have you like not stopped since last time I saw you guys in like Tallahassee or somewhere? Yeah, I mean we've had like two, three week breaks. Yeah, since so we saw you. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> no, dude. What, was yeah. that 2013 or 12? Or I don't even know it when might that have was. Been 12. Was no. it before our record came out? No, I think it was after our record came out. But it, I think it might have been 13, because it was okay. like the fall of, yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, my or, God, or, is that could, even could possible? Could have been 14, I don't know. It, it seemed like a long time ago to me. I think it was 13. It I think it 13. was 13. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was when we did those, it was, um, was before. we did those man-man shows on that same that run. That would have been remember? before your record came out. Yeah, it was before our yeah. record came out. We were yeah. still doing like a five-song set. Well, and that, songs. actually, the last show we played with you was... Still one of the one of two shows that we've had a that has been a full train wreck. 
Okay, the was one that, that where the where the all the that was Tallahassee. The electronics quit working. Yeah, are yeah. they they cooked? Our, our gear got cooked post sound check and before <laughs> before oh. it went on. They had like turned out like we had done sound check, everything was fine, and then uh, we came back and they must right after we left they must have turned on these big red old cans like yeah. right above everything. So I went up and like the whole thing was like hot to the touch. That's college kids, sadly. <laughs> um. Oh, but that yeah. sucks. Yeah, and it was just like like two was songs in, I was like, this is just isn't going to happen. But was, was it fried, or were you able to get, was it just... The, it was fine once it cooled down, yeah, but like yeah. the processor was like clearly... So what really happened? What, did you just end up doing like acapella shit? I, I, I she did an acapella room, song? Yeah. yeah, Nick ended up playing one of the one of the just instrumental tracks off iTunes. Okay, and then, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. but then remember their channels were out of phase? Oh, ah. it was just every, every possible <laughs> yeah. thing I could go wrong. Yeah. Did I sing the Tom Waits cover? I might you didn't? Just, just, just Whatever you gotta do. Time. Yeah. Yeah, we just, filled, we just filled some time and then... And then bowed out. Yeah, bowed out real quick. Yeah. Two songs set. It's good. We go, it's what you just we gotta go, go there. there. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you have to was, do it. Yeah. It's a good exercise. I like this Mother of Pearl theme throughout the bus. It right? transfers. Yeah, it, it goes... Huh? It was everywhere. There was some really questionable bedding, and we brought ours from. Yeah, home. you got to bring your own. You I, bring I, I've never used bedding on a bus. You always got to use. I just, I just like because it may get a little something from home to make you feel like you're somewhere comfortable. Yeah, because otherwise, I feel like you're. I don't know. You're in that weird coffin. Yes. I'm just trying yes. not to think about Death. getting in an accident. Death. Yes. <laughs> no. Everything's just like don't, just don't think about it. And it's then if you also have a blanket that feels like a, a graham cracker totally you know, absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure uh I, and you uh, how, how did we end up touring together I, I i don't know exactly how that went down uh, uh well that was right after um we had t- we had dates with man man and okay. then we yeah. had two dates with y'all i think we just we like, only did two show two shows only two okay yeah. yeah but you you guys had some opening and were you know our booking agent knew that we were big fans of yours. Gotcha. So, uh, it happened through the, the booking agent people. Yeah, it yeah. just, you know, it seemed... I think she must have heard that you guys were looking for somebody for, like, a really... Like, two shows in Florida. Yeah. Which is, like, a really weird thing to fill in, but we we happened to be in the area at the time on these other shows, so... Just, like, worked out, I think. Gotcha. And yeah. so, I, well, we were delighted. We were delighted. I don't think I watched a full set, though, because that's just how it is for me on tours, like... I just hide and then <laughs> kind of emerge, pulled out of the crypt. And, and is that how it's always been for you? No, I've I've done it in different. I mean, I used to do every. I used to tour manage. I used yeah. to do everything. Oh, yeah. And then over the years, I just got um, more like that because of I don't know whatever. Is that? I mean, do you feel like that's? Um, I Mostly feel like health you, and sanity reasons. Yeah. I would yeah. Ima- well, I, your music is so personal that I would imagine. At a certain point, like emotional health wise, you'd have to like limit the amount to which you talk to people who came to the show. Uh, is that a thing? Well, or is no, that I like a- talking to people. It's it's more. I mean, to an extent, you have to limit. I'm sure you guys know at this point from the the amount of people that come to your shows. Like, you can't talk to everybody. I mean, you yeah. try you, you talk to who you can, and yeah. um, and I like doing that. But I don't know. Also, I just like to have some personal time. You know, personal space and time and. I like how you guys do a little snap. Like, yup, yup, yup. Uh, it's better than interrupting something. It's good. No, yeah. it's good. I like it. Um, but I remember the first time that I met you, Amelia, was 
in Cambridge, and you probably remember this, you were playing at with Mountain Man at TT, the Bears. Yeah. And I was playing at the Middle East, which was basically in the same building. And uh, I don't remember you guys were just like, Yoni, or something like that. Oh, you walked by and I spit my cigarette out and was like, are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a huge dork kid. And you were like, well, yeah. And yeah, it was cool. <laughs> anyway, what ended up happening was that, I and I think I made this happen by just like, you got I don't know, remember what happened, but you guys were like, we do acapella, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me hear something. And then you guys brought me to the backstage. And it was one of the more beautiful moments mm-hmm. of my life, I will say that. Gee whiz. And just sitting there, just me and the three of you, just singing some song, like two, three songs, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and that, that was my first meeting of you, yeah. Um, anyway... I have since, like I said, I didn't listen so much at the shows because that's just how it is for me, mm-hmm. and I, I never get a chance to check out openers that much. But since then, I got the record. It is amazing. Like I oh, thanks, man. love that record, and I'm not the only one, obviously. But um, it is just excellent, like unbelievable record. Yeah, thanks so much, love man. Love it. Love it. Yes. Um, well, let's go back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, and I I don't mean to to, to talk so much, please. This is not... It's your podcast, man. Of course, of course. (laughs) Oh, you have? Okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I I just, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we could go back to where you guys met. We could go back to, I don't know, where you guys both from. Are you from Durham? Is that... No, no. Okay. We both moved there like three years ago. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Um, Massachusetts. Okay. You know, we we met. I, I'm from Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, I after I got out of high school, moved to Milwaukee, and I was there like for the big like city. Eleven years. Yeah, it was like you know, it was like the well, it was the college that accepted me. Like, let's get real. It was like it was out of okay. that or Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Minneapolis wasn't. They tagged me, but they weren't like into it. You know, they were like, "Well, you go to this like other program, and then maybe we'll put you in." A, and then, but UW Milwaukee was like, "Sure." Uh, so I went there and, uh, I started working at record stores and going to composition school and, uh, um, but anyway, so I, and then got into bands and started touring when I was like 20 and dropped out of school to tour and, you know. But you had done music, I assume, as a kid too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I've just always wanted to play music. Like, every time, um... You, I got to an age where they would let you do something new. I always did that thing. So like, what like in school? Like, yeah, like like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't be in orchestra until fourth grade. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, I'm gonna be in orchestra in fourth grade, and then you were in fifth, orchestra in fourth grade. I was. This is yeah. the new shit is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> this what? changes everything. This is, is that where you played? I played violin, if you can believe that, oh, which I quickly realized yes. was not. That, that wasn't an option that, for us. We didn't have orchestra. We had band, I guess, in fourth grade. Yeah, but well, see, they didn't let us go into band until fifth grade for some reason. Okay. I think they were trying to yeah. pad the orchestra stats. Is I think ah. what they were trying to do there. We um, didn't have band in school. I went to school for dyslexic kids, so we had musical theater. How did you? Was, you knew you were dyslexic as a, as that young in when, age. Like right when I was nine, I was yeah, or just couldn't read until I was nine. So oh, wow. I went to a special school. Okay. Yeah, but only musical theater there. No instruments, nor yeah. geography lessons. 
only musical theater at all. Just it was a, a dyslexic school for musical theater, straight. What? A, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but that was like the only. We are musical. very serious about our musical. <laughs> Great children from the age of three. No, that yeah, children who can't read. Go yeah. To school. yeah. No. Uh, was that? Why do you think that was? Why did they know? Was it like an ADD thing or like... I think it was probably an ADD thing. Also like having kids who are on... It was also at the time when um, Ritalin had just come out. Yeah. So like you had Beautiful some, years. Yeah. <laughs> you had some truly heavily medicated yeah. kids. Were who, you were you on Ritalin? No, mm-mm. you never... You, you Your mom was like... I just was hippie. sailed... Yeah. Okay. Both my parents were just like, mm, no. Yeah. I just sailed right over that, luckily. Good. But like I think giving kids expensive instruments... Who like had trouble remembering their coats or yeah. shoes, yeah. <laughs> or like you know like wasn't in the cards. Like leave the yeah. house with their mittens and get to school without them somehow, like oh, that kind yeah, of. Every yeah. time they all we you know string string attached oh, to them, always you know. Well, that I mean you know I honestly I think uh, it's 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 underdone the the idea of starting in music just with the voice and and going from there. I mean I think everything else follows from there really, right? Could you could that be said? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you can sing it, you can play it. That's what someone told me as a <sighs> youngster when I was learning. Yeah. I really like that idea. I have yeah. yet I have yet to really commit to actually learning how to play anything. Well, well that's because you're like, a good singer though. Like the rest of like <laughs> as not a good singer. You know, like I was like Tried to sing and then it was like, oh, no one's gonna want to hear this. So then you like gotta figure out how to play bass and shit. shit. Like, (laughs) is that is that was that the first like passion instrument that you that you did? Probably, because I I was in orchestra, but I wasn't really into it. And then I got into band, and then I got into uh, woodwinds, Uh especially like low woodwinds. I got really into like uh, baritone sax. That was like my jam uh, all through high school. Okay, so Um, you play and, and you played that. Yeah, oh yeah. Not just your jam, but you, you actually... No, 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 yeah, that was my instrument okay. in, in band. And then, I actually, I didn't want to... When they started doing, like, pet band, and, like, we had to, like, play at the football games and shit like that, I pet didn't... Pet band? Pep. I, pep. Thought he, I thought he said pet, too. <laughs> pet band. When they had pet band, you got to pick, everyone got to pick one. Um, no, when they did pet band, I, I didn't want to have to march with it, because yeah. it's huge. That's a large and so I tried out to be drum major just because I didn't want to just carry play baritone. Se- yeah, yeah, just or, you know whatever. Yeah. And so then I was drum major like for in that, and I played baritone sax. And you did a lot of high steps. <laughs> Not a lot of high steps. Our our thing was uh, less. Um, it was a little less like flamboyant. Flare. There was less flair, which I kind of now look back on like that's boring. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? There was way. It was way more like. Militarized, I guess. Okay. There's a lot of like yelling and like, you know, like. I see. This isn't going to translate to podcasting, but you know, he's that doing a thing helps. with his arms, like yeah. a real militaristic, <laughs> real militaristic drum major real thing with his arms, real, real aggressive conducting. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that was I did I did those. Are there any home videos of that? There must be. I don't think we weren't like a big home video family. Yeah. We were. There's there's a lot of you photos. Were? Yeah, were you? No. No. Not really. What was the what what was like what what uh, rose to the level of requiring documentation? Uh, well, well, my dad was just a, an amateur uh, video freak. He just had he, and he <laughs> like he had like the first like you know he did Super Eight and stuff like that. Not Super Eight actually. It was like uh, is Super Eight video or is that that's uh, a film? Film. Right? That's yeah. film. Yeah. Maybe he did that as a kid, 
or something, but no, like, he had, like, the one with, like, you had to ha- have, like, a VCR with you. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, you had a camera and it connected to the VCR. The that big dinosaur, like the they whole They called thing, it the, yeah. the bondage box. That was like, it was, <laughs> you were like strapped to this big like thing and then you had this huge camera and then, then he got into SVHS, which is, and he bought yeah. these like editing, he had an editing suite in the basement. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Dope. Mm-hmm. My yeah. grandpa was like that. My grandpa got big into editing videos and like putting like musical interludes over stuff uh-huh. and like, get, you know, getting yeah. down. Seafaring yeah, grandpa? Other grandpa. No, other grandpa. Arizona grandpa. Cool. What's seafaring grandpa? That was like, he's a fisherman? Oh, he, he's not a fisherman, but he lives on San Juan Island. Yeah. And has for like pretty much my whole life. That is that the one off Washington? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, off the, like, uh, you know, you take a ferry like off the coast of Seattle or whatever. And From what I can it. tell, he's like the, the original outdoor badass. Okay. He's such a cool guy. I like to see um, that. But, but she says seafaring because my story I tell about him is that when I was a kid, uh, He's responsible for like one of my first images of like, whoa, that's like a man. Yeah, you know, it's like an American man. You know, um, and I remember we were we he wanted to uh, make a seafood dinner one night, so I thought we were just gonna like go to the store, and he was like, no, 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 we're stores. gonna go. The stores, our stores, we're gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's a long, long story, but we we caught you know shrimp off the dock, and we did. It was just this magical day, you know, and that I remember super vividly from when I was like eight. And my lap, my image though that that I always think of him is there's this one part where we were on the on this beach that was like at low tide and we were clamming, you know, we were trying to like dig. He taught us how to dig for clams, and he, after teaching us, like rolled up his like worn khakis and like walked out into the surf to this big rock, this like crag that was out, and he starts chipping oysters off of it and oh putting them in a thing and every like fifth one he'd pop open and eat. That's and, the like, sexiest thing I've It was I remember <laughs> looking out and being like, Whoa, that is so cool yeah. you know? Um, I just thought, and also I had yet to understand oysters. Oysters seem like untouchably badass to me at that yeah. time. They still are pretty badass, but I love yeah. oysters. They're yeah. so cool. But it was just one of those like Whoa, that's my grandpa. Mm-hmm. That's so bad. I, I just thought it was the coolest thing, which is why he's the seafaring grandpa. That is, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I, I aspire one day to uh, to do that, to chip oysters. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get there. There's just such a no-nonsense way of living. I remember, think, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I'm soft. <laughs> do, you think that you, do, you, do you think that you got something from, from that, from I, seeing that? I think so, but I don't think it, it didn't manifest until like way later. Yeah, I got I got much softer. I mean, you're wearing before. a flannel. You, I, you got I, that. You have a rugged thing going. I got. It's, it's a heavy flannel. It's, it's a heavy fall shirt. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, fall is Nick's favorite season because he believes that it's the best season in menswear. Oh, it I just think absolutely is the best. Dudes like you and me probably look oh, the yeah. best in the, a crisp oh, fall day. Absolutely, layer up. Yeah. We can sleeves, no sweating. You know, bean out. Just yeah, bean out all the way. Man. <laughs> Maybe uh, a pair of boots. I don't know. Exactly. Like, just, we can mix it. They up. might be rubber. They might have a little duck look. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready for the elements. Though. All the options. Yeah. Amelia, what what about you? What 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 was your high school experience like? Like I, Nick, it sounds like you were, like music was your main. Yeah, it was all music and theater. Music yeah. and theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what what about you, Amelia? I did modern dance all the way through, um, really intensively actually. And I was also doing. Um, I was working. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to be in circus or not. So in I, circus, that was an option. Yeah, that was like 
so I was doing like modern dance every day and doing a lot of visual art in high school. Um, is this is this like a, a small town kind of deal, or are we in Boston? Or We're we? in Cambridge okay. at like at a college preparatory school called uh, the Cambridge okay. School of Weston. Helen Keller went there. All right. Um, <laughs> so did Amelia and me. So, so did I. Um, they had a really amazing art department uh, that adopted me in an incredible dance department. Um, but on the weekends, I would drive to Vermont and work with a dude named Bill Fortune doing contortion. So I was, Shit. And every summer, I would go live somewhere without my parents. Like, how, from how the age that I was... How old doing that? Like, I, like, 14. Jeez. Like, my first... Summer of high school, I went and lived in Boulder, Colorado, in a youth Con- hostel. Contorting? Contorting. I was did doing, you, and doing aerial, like, aerials. Did you already have to be lithe before? I mean, like, you can't just start into that, like, cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, like, I had, like, the dancer body uh-huh. type, you know, you and, like, doing the, and I was already naturally that. flexible, uh-huh. so I had been, like, doing a bunch of other circus stuff, like, you know, climbing a big rope and doing the backbend in the air with your... If they held a gun to your head now, could I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could still like climb up a rope and do something. Mm-hmm. Probably. I can't. Like my back is not as flexible to, as like, it once the, was. The thing with the thing. The thing. And the I can. I can yeah. actually like. If I've had. If I have a couple drinks in me, I can like. I can do it. But I used to, Drink, like, drinks. Drinks really like limber you up. A yeah. Little bit. Well. Well. Also, well, just the older I get, the more I feel like you can't. You can't be doing this all the time. Right. Like, whenever there's, like, a cute person in a room, though, I'll be like, hey, you know what I can do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a one-handed cartwheel? Yeah. You know? Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nick's yeah, watched me do that so many times. when you first met Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it did no. not. No. It Just did a not. full night of cartwheels. <laughs> Check this out. Hey, look what I can do. Hey, look, hey, look what I can trick. do. Yeah. No, there's none of that. <laughs> so, okay. So, you, you had a well-rounded... Wacky, artistic upbringing. It sounds like, mm-hmm. and and was singing a, a a large part of that too, or no? Yeah, but mostly just like casual family singing. I have a, I have a father who um, imagine a drag queen wrapped in the body of um, like a northeastern man, and that's my father. All right, um, and he's a singer. Okay, at the dinner table, my whole family is. So we would sing with food in the mouth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, food's so good. Oh, just break into song. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's all. I mean, yeah, he's an amazing man. Yeah. He's also a, a professional Santa Claus. Oh yeah, he's a professional Santa now. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's taking it a little easy this season. He though. is. He's, he is going like to be. He's cool. He is well, we're not be there on, yet. He's going to be on ABC though. Is it? Yeah. This is it Christmas the season. Yeah, he's doing the the Today Show. He's done it three years in a row. As the Santa Claus? The Santa. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and he's gone to China, he's gone to Japan. So he's, does he look like that? I mean, all year round? Is it a real beard and all that? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. His, like, Santa appeared after I left for college. It was, like, kind of his version of getting a dog. Well, you gotta get, you gotta, there's a certain, it's a man of a certain age that is able to play. Darn tootin'. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great because he gets to buy, like, the fruitiest outfits you've ever seen, uh-huh. and and he gets all of the love. Right, it's a fantastic job for anybody. <laughs> I, I have high hopes for Nick here. <laughs> Give it thirty, forty years. You can, I, you can do the same thing. I don't. It's hard though. It seems like it seems tough. Do you think you could Santa? 
I, I, I'm a little more Semitic than a Santa. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, I, I if they have, like, uh, Middle Eastern Santa, maybe I Right, could, right, you know right. I mean? I, they must have their own version of that. I don't know. I don't, um, that's the thing, man. I think there's... I think there's a, a wide acceptability for Santa. For Santa, I think you can you can you can, t- you can spin it however it feels right to you. you yeah, know what I mean? that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's more of a state of mind, probably. And that's the problem is that once you are a professional Santa Claus, there's no hiding. Can you be a dour Santa? Can you be like a <laughs> sad Santa? Oh yeah. Well, Dad has Dad runs the gamut of like he's got like. The like Green Man Santa, which uh-huh. has like a big long green robe and a walking stick with a you kind know of he European. kind of it's yeah like, he sort of like looks Czech like, Santa yeah, yeah, yeah. Saint like, Nicholas right, whatever right. yeah more Gandalfy uh-huh. um, and then he's got like Pop Santa and then like high you know like silver buckle like Chris Kringle style Chris Kringle Rosie Classic. he even has like he wears like peppermint cologne. Okay. Like, you know, he, like, goes that far into it. Year-round or just during the season? Just during the season. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, but, like, if you have a Let's beard... Let's be clear. Yeah, just but, during the season. But if you have a beard like that, you know, like, kids recognize you. Right. Like, that's... At the height of it, he used to have um, honorary elf cards okay. that he would, like, slip to kids who recognized him and cute women. Um, but, but usually just kids. Good. I like it. That's better than be like, nah, kid. Nah. No, nah. no, nah. not right now. I'm not on duty right, right now, now, kid. Why don't you leave me alone? Yeah, no, I don't care about your Legos. You got to bring yeah. that magic gear around. Yeah. Cool. So uh, what? 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 Ha- so okay, you, you guys are 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 both exuberantly artistic teens. It sounds like. And where do you go from there? Did you guys? You said you went to school for composition. Uh, yeah, composition, and I, I started in graphic design, but I, I realized I just wanted to be in composition, so. I, in that but right like two years into school I started playing in this band called Decibully uh, and uh, we uh, were on a label from Champagne called Polyvinyl and we put out yeah so we put out a couple records and like started touring right away and so then I just didn't sign up for the next year of classes because we were gone so much, and then, you'd made it essentially. I mean, if you signed but yeah, polyvinyls, yeah, yeah. I mean that, but that was that was legit. You yeah. know, for me, it was like because I always my only goals ever were to put out one record like that you could buy in a record store, yeah, and to go on tour once. So I was like set all at once, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I so I, you left school, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't. I mean, I've been touring ever since. So okay, and that was twenty then, and I'm thirty two now. So you know, it's like. I've I've been circling that yeah kind of 150 to 300 cap room for like I did that for like a decade yeah <laughs> yeah good well it's got you're moving on now well I mean maybe what I don't I feel it's nice right now but I think like probably like every uh, musician but probably everybody who just has their own passion business that. You behind every like on on the top of every crest, you just see the beginning of the next trough. Oh, you know? for so it's sure. Like, you know, it's like it's great right now, but I have no illusions about like I'm totally cool with what? that level of grinding. Yeah, man, I miss the hundred fifty three hundred. Yeah. I, I don't even mean. I'm sorry. I don't even mean that that there's gonna be a a, a, a trough. I'm not saying that, but on the crest of every wave, there's another wave that's a higher crest. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> well, other. Well, yeah, thing. you know, I just mean like I think that. And I would guess you probably feel the same, and I would guess you probably feel the same, just because we've all done a lot of that, is, like, 
every time it's going good, it's like, this is great, but I'm so prepared for like emotionally and everything drop. to like, wanna, for it to go back leave, down to like whatever it was. Yeah, you yeah. want to leave room for that because Because maybe that next wave is there, but like maybe it's not. Yeah, and, like, and if you yeah. don't, it could break you. Yeah. <laughs> could break you. I've watched yeah. it happen. You just have to, you know, it's, it's, it's just like what the, 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 the whole thing about, about, uh, being a being an ocean and not a puddle for for the disturbance of a pebble, you know what I mean? Um, Ooh, that was whoa! Uh, Did you just not, kick that out? Not, what? Not, well, I mean, maybe I worded it like that, but, <laughs> but it's not my idea. It's 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 just the idea that make your mind an ocean and not a puddle. A puddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, you throw a pebble in a puddle and it's going to disturb the whole thing. You throw a pebble in the ocean, it's no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. So that's that's I think the the goal is to is to detach a bit from from it all and and accept whatever it is and and uh, yeah. Allow, allow Figure out a way to be happy with what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's like the best job ever. It is. Yeah. It it really yeah, it is. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, that. Whatever. You guys will hang tight. I think you'll make another record at some point. I don't know if you are. You already working on stuff or no? Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah, we're working on. Working on one. We're, we're finally. This is like we have what six shows left? Yeah, something like that. Is this is site. this kind of it for for the winding, since winding yeah. down. So, so we saw you in the beginning of it. And yeah, this is the the end of it. Yeah, so this is actually kind of crazy. that We're doing this now because like you literally were there right when we were figuring out what it was going to be, and now you're stepping back in at like the end of the whole cycle for this yeah. little push, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, we're done. We we end November third in LA. In LA. And then I leave from there and do a little solo tour. But but then we're home for like. Then it's just working on the record, next record at home for like yeah. next seven months, which is nice. And why why did you guys move to 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 Durham? Like you guys met, where, where did you guys meet? We met on tour. We at met the, in Milwaukee. Yeah, in Milwaukee. Well, at the, she was on tour at the on Cactus tour. Club. Okay, so you were living there and yeah. like during school still, or after? No, no, no this, is, this is a just more recently. A few years ago. Okay. Like is this? I mean, when we met what? Two thousand ten? Two thousand ten, something like that. Because so it was yeah, ago? yeah. It was the summer two thousand ten. Because I was. And on, you're touring Mountain Man. Yeah, it was okay. one of the best tours Mountain Man ever had. It was Twin Sister, Baron Heaven, Mountain Man, three. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, three had bill, and it was like two weeks. It ruled. Yeah. It was so fun. And Baron Heaven had the night off, so Twin Sister and Mountain Man booked a show at the Cactus Club in Milwaukee. And Nick opened. I had just started playing solo shows, so I just opened that with like an electronic set, and we just like really liked each other's music and hit it off yeah. and kind of became fast friends. And um, then just kind of we just kind of kept in touch. Yeah. Um, Through the internet, and then I asked him to do a remix of one of Mountain Man's songs. And that, that's how it started. Yeah. It just, it clicked. You you loved the remix, I take it. I did, I did. Yeah. And I was, like, having trouble getting anyone in the band and in our management to pay attention to it. And I was like, this is a really good one. Like, I'd ask, like, a couple people. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 this one is good. And they were like, yeah. So yeah. what, what it was, it was going to be, like, a, a Mountain Man um, remix CD or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I, want, I wanted that, but yeah. no one ever... I, either I did a bad job of articulating it, or people just kind of dropped the idea. Um, it also took Nick a year okay. to finish. <laughs> I was, yeah, not terribly productive back then. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. For sure. I still I just couldn't there. see the light on it. It was one of the, like, like, 
they're an acapella group, or primarily an acapella group. So doing a remix, like you don't want to ruin that. Yeah, yeah right. So that's yeah. part of the magic of it. So yeah. then usually if you get a remix, like you get the acapella, but here the acapella was the song. So it's like, well, every time I started adding something, it just felt like subtraction by addition. Yeah. And then finally, like I was like, oh, what if I did this? And then it all just kind of clicked. And um, what did you end up doing that made it click? I used uh, their voices as extra instruments. So I took like this tiny little snippet of Molly and stretched it out. I use that Paul stretch. You ever use that? That thing like stretches. You can stretch out a sample like a thousand oh. times or whatever. It's like um, it's a it's a, it's a plugin. Yeah, it's a little it's a program. It's a little okay. like application. Um, but so I made, the, I just made all these textural, rhythmic things just using, you know, granular edits of their voices. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, and then the chorus could be like this. And it just all kind of like, you know, just like I opened one door and then I was like, oh, well, there's the next door. And yeah. there's the, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those magic things. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but yeah, I just made, all of a sudden I was, I, cause I had been trying to figure out what to do for a bit. I was in this band called Headlights that had just broken up and I had been like a sideman kind of forever. I'd always been playing other people's songs and in other people's bands, and I was starting to be like, "Well, all those bands just break up. Like this is annoying." I just you've been do playing this. bass in all these bands. I played piano in Decibelly, and I played bass in Headlights. Okay, and um, but you, had you been doing electronic stuff or like yeah, laptopy yeah. stuff underneath, or like yeah. the whole time? Yeah, but I never. It was always like way back burner like low key for myself and for my friends yeah. like I do a remix for some friends electronic band and I, you know that kind of stuff it was just whatever I did solo I'd use that name um, yeah. but, for both of us our back burner projects of like writing pop song lyric and melody is that what you were doing and like well yeah that's for, what I for, wanted to do but for Mountain Man I was writing like folk songs that's what I was going to ask were you writing the Mountain Man songs I wasn't writing very many of them I was mostly I was tour managing and managing the band Okay. For most of that time, Who, um, I mean, and then well, and then like you wrote a couple, but yeah, yeah, I wrote a couple. Yeah. I wrote a couple, but I wasn't like the main. But you were writing. You say you were writing pop songs. I wanted to. Oh, you wanted yeah. to, and okay. I was like work, like working on it. Like I wrote "Play It Right" as a pop song, and then was like, "Bad Man can sing this." Well, you know. I see. So you you wrote "Play It Right," and did you record it at all? Or we recorded stems. For remix, Ma- Mountain Man, did. yeah, Mountain Man. Okay, for so that's what, purposes. yeah, that's what they said, and that's the one that you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then it kind of just worked out that they hadn't put it out, and like the next time we hung out, I thought she was. So doing that remix kind of made me be like, oh, this is a thing I could do with somebody. Like I can't. There's a big chunk of this that I can't bring to the table, but if I find right, somebody who can do what singing. Amelia can do, yeah. like and write lyrics and do all that, like then I can I can do this for somebody, and this is totally a thing. And I just thought she'd be too busy to do it because they were out, they were touring with Feist then and like yeah Feist hired us to be her backup singers yeah, for nice. a year which was super fun yeah um, but then we met uh, in, in Madison, Madison. With, um, when I brought my mom to the show yeah Nick brought his mom to the <laughs> yeah. show and I was so hungover and he took me to go get a grilled cheese and we decided that we just should... after the remix happened yeah yeah, yeah. Like six months later yeah. yeah okay yeah and we were both like while eating grilled cheeses and matzo ball soup we're like we should do that more. Yeah, we which was awesome for me. With your like, mom? With <laughs> my mom was not there. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, we we just uh, I don't know. We were both into it, so then we started trading stuff right away. Like I'm sure you know that. Like I, that, there's so many people that are like, oh, we should totally do something, and then like you don't hear anything about it. Yeah, yeah. And she was like the first person who had said that to me. Who then like the next day sent me like three voice memos of like ideas. And, uh, nice. 
follow through. So, so, so Vanessa was basically like the realization of your idea to write pop songs in some way, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I remember both of us having a conversation on the phone when we were talking about Sylvanesso with you being like, yeah, I think I could, like, I think I could, like, get really into production and start, like, really working on electronic stuff solely. And me being like, yeah, I think I could really start writing pop songs. Like, I have faith in myself to be able to do that. Uh-huh. And then we did it. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, was, was the pop thing a bit of a dirty word in the Mountain Man, pro- like, scene? Not really. No. I mean, yeah. like, there is, I remember there was a particular car ride when I was in high school where I was riding with the cool kids and they liked Britney Spears. And it was such a revolution in my brain of like, oh, I can like this too. It doesn't have to be 50 years old to be cool. Right. <laughs> like, I can, I can invest in this music. Yeah. Even though it's silly, but I can still do it. Yeah. So with Mountain Man, it wasn't, it was never really a dirty word. But how do you do it in a way that doesn't... I mean, are, you have achieved a way to do it that doesn't feel silly, and yet it's still catchy and stuff like that. What's the recipe for that? Oh. Ah. Well, I, There's I mean, so I many different ones. Yeah, There's, sure. I mean, you do it, too. I think it's similar question. to what you do, though. Like, yeah, but I, cause I, you know, I think we look at a lot of stuff you've done, or do, you know, dudes kind of in your your family, as like... Yeah. Uh, it's similar like it's that taking accessible stuff but not presuming that the listener is an idiot and like having it be complicated like being a human is complicated you know and pop songs tend to like dumb that down to a point where it it kind of robs you of that that complication of being a person uh and so i think that's the main thing we talk about a lot is just like well how can we write stuff that's accessible, but is also totally honest about how confusing this whole thing we have to do is, you know? Yeah. And I think if you just do that, people relate to it, because that's real, you know? It, like, I think that, you know, being, like, writing a song that's essentially just like, well, you broke up with me, so fuck you, it, that's not real, you know? If you're being honest with yourself, that's probably not the truth of any breakup. It's most of my life, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think every time I've felt that, I've felt you broke up with me, so fuck you, the there's a part of me that's saying that to me, yeah, you know, and and uh, that that that's a that's a bigger step for me to take is to admit that I'm not just mad at that person. Like I'm mad at this thing that they did, and I'm yeah. mad at them for not caring about me the same amount that I cared about them. But it's more it's, complex. It's more complicated yeah. than that, you know. And I think people fall uh, give like when once you give yourself permission to write a, a hook which usually involves really simplistic language, they let the hook drag the content of the song down because they've just got this, like, delicious thing that's easily expressed, and so then they want everything else to be delicious and easily expressed, but you can take, like, the plumb line and go deeper and, like, have this buoy of a hook. Coffee? Bring you, yeah, bring you back up. It's kind of like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, rubber traits. You know, I, I think that that's, a, that's another song that's, like... Like that's a really complicated song. There's like a lot. There's a lot getting talked about there. Right. But like, like but it's a simple hook. Yeah, yeah. But it's a simple, simple hook that it. Yeah. What's like, you know, de- deceivingly simple. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a thing we really get off. Like on coffee, I think that's a really yeah. simple hook that's about a lot more than just saying those words. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the process like between you guys? Like now, I mean. Well, I guess for making the the self-titled record and maybe how you're working now, like, 
because I'm sure it's developed in different ways. What what's it tend to be like? Like, are you are you right? Are you like writing a, a top line and being like, here I have this, <laughs> you know, make this make sense or or what? Or how does it? It's a lot. It changes all the time. Right now, we're doing a lot of sitting in the same room and working, and yeah, like having, really nice. which is fun. So like, it'll you know it'll look like me singing like five different lines that I'd come up with in the past two weeks, and then... And then being sitting like, there with the recording, like, record them and then try to kind of make sense of them. Yeah, and then being like, this one feels like the right one. We should, like, chase this for a little while and working on that. Or, like, Nick will have a beat and I'll take it out on a walk and, like, think about stuff like that. We rely really heavily on each other's yeah. input, That's which good. is so fun. Yeah. Because you can, you can, like, write two, like, I'll write two lines and be like, I, I don't know what... What Gosh. do you think? You know? Yeah. And then Nick will like work well, up, like bring it back. We just, we're working on. Yeah. There's this one that she but she just like you know, had been downplaying this verse that she had written and then went and sang it and I just like loved it. Yeah. Even though it was like four lines. Yeah. And then we just like looped it and I made a whole a thing under it at you know, off the clock and it just it became a song. Be, yeah, but because like, and then I think we do that. Then back you and knew forth. what to do with it, Amelia. Exactly. After he, see that this, I, I'm 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 the king of two lines. I'm the king of four lines. Yeah. Th- that's that's like because those that's what that's what comes naturally with no head, right? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. comes from, straight from the gut. It's hard to take that and then turn it into something by yourself. You know, it really it's so is. Tough. Yeah, and also it feels done, or at least for me, like when I write four yeah. lines, when I'm like, oh. I got it. That's the sentiment. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like that's, well, that's like, how it, I get kinda, stuck in that so often. But there's always another level to take it to, yeah. Exactly. And, and it kind of sucks that it's not done, because it's like, well, why does everything have to be this one format? It, it doesn't. Like, no, you're right. It could, and, and, and I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, yeah, maybe a song can be 26 seconds. You know, like, that's, sometimes it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, do that half-handed cloud shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so so it really is, it sounds like a true collaboration yeah, I mean, especially more now than ever. I mean, I think that we do that. Like, we'll take the four lines, and then we just beat our heads against a wall trying to figure out how it moves out in either direction from that. Because you can feel the rest of the song there, you know, but it's like... It's like trying to... It's trying to slowly... So yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and yeah. trying to keep putting things in place until you're like, oh, that's what it wanted to be. You know, not trying to force yourself on the song, but trying to figure out what the song yeah, actually wants to be around opening that. Doors thing again. Yeah, it's like, like opening the right door yeah. to lead to the next door. It's like uh, when you're at a construction site and they have those little windows. Yeah, and you can only you can peek in, but you can only see one little piece of it. And so then it's like, well, how do I, how do I get to this, this fence so I know what the rest of this thing is? I only know that this piece, but I know there's more to it. I just can't see it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a, I love that though. That's like my favorite. Yeah. As I, yeah, I, I definitely do struggle with that, though, like, knowing where to... And I, you know, I, not to go too deep into my shit, but I... No, let's go deep into your I, shit. <laughs> but I, I look for that kind of collaboration, you know, and it's, it, it is hard, even with my, my close guys, you know. It, it's it's a hard thing to, to, to do, you know, to, to, to trust somebody with that and have them build on it. But, I, you know, I'm trying more and more to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard a, to give up. It's hard to give it up if you're used to... It's like getting used to not tour managing anymore. Yeah. Like, 
Did you have that? I had oh, yeah, a I had huge like four, problem. Four years of like learning how to not do that. Yeah, I had yeah. a huge problem with it of just of like just doing it mm-hmm. and then getting mad. Yeah. For which just didn't make any sense at all. But yeah. it's like unlearning how you work. Not anymore though. I I, I don't do. I just yeah. don't give a fuck. Me neither, man. I'll be in the hotel. You know, whatever. Like yeah. I think with the the collaboration thing though, I I. It's so much about trust and having somebody get you, though. You know, and even if somebody really gets you, they may not, they might not get what you're trying to say. And when you give them X, you know, and I think a big way we got lucky was just every time she'd come back to me with some twist, it would always surprise me. But I always think it was better than what I thought was going to happen. If you're not surprised, something's wrong. Yeah, probably. Then it's like, oh, it's too obvious. If you're not surprised, I think. I mean, I think we've probably all been in plenty of collaborative situations where you're like, hey, try doing something with this. And then you get it back and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, oh, I yeah. guess that's all right. Yeah. Um, See, that's the root of it, though, is that I think the m- most important part of collaboration is being able to be like, this is bad. Right, can, yeah. Like, right. You, know, you can do com- better than this. Like, I know that you can do better, so do it. Or like yeah, I'm gonna do better. Yeah. I see that I see that I'm not doing as best as I could. I'm yeah. going to work on it. Yeah. Are you guys good at that? Are you not precious about your stuff, or is no, it yeah. a struggle? No, we're good. I mean, we still like hurt each other's feelings all the time. But well, but it's it's very brief now. Like, yeah, I'll be like, nice. "Hey, that sucked. You can do that again." And like, she'll be like, well, "Fuck you," and then she'll do it. But she'll still like yeah. Yeah, agree with saying, me. It's yeah, just like you know. like Nick will give me a beat, and I'll just be like, mm, "No." Yeah. Or, or I'll have been, like, working on some edit. I'll have been trying to solve some problem for, like, two hours. And she'll walk in at, right at the end of the two hours. And I'll be like, check this out. And it'll be, like, f- four seconds, you know. And yeah. then she'll be like, uh, okay. I'll be like, ah. Like, why can't you feel how long that took me? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. Or I'll say something really inane, like, mm, bass track could go down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Right, right, <laughs> right. But we are, I think that's, like, a the the thing that made us start working together really well was that we it was it was hard to hurt her feelings about stuff like that. I think yeah. I hope I was the same way. Yeah, no, it is the same. Or it, we don't we're not we're not scared of hurting each other's feelings. You know, we do this ten months a year. So um you know like since we saw you last we had two, three week breaks. So it's uh what's it gonna be like when you guys are I mean are you gonna have time off, or are you? Or, or, yeah. Or, well, after this, we're like home, home. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. We get to work, actually work on music again, and you know. And what? Music and what? Like, <laughs> because you're already working on new songs on the road too. Yeah. So, is it just that? Do you? Or is it like gonna be full time, or you? Are you take some time to to relax and vacation? What? What happens? Dude, I haven't figured out a way of vacationing yet that doesn't look like full-on veg out I have yet there was one day where I went to a water park and yeah. it felt like I was actually rested that's tight yeah. but that was dope but like more often than not it's like either like video games or working yeah and yeah. figuring out how to, and working really feeds me in a in like a way that is refreshing and makes me feel excited and invigorated so yeah. I haven't really figured out how to rest we just got a house so I think we're going to spend a lot of time working on the house. In yeah. in, in Durham? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but that's where we were, that's where we recorded the last record, too. We got the house that we, that I lived in uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but I still haven't got, what, what brought you guys down there? Oh, right. Oh. Right, right. I, I was playing, um, 
I was playing in this band called Megafon, um, and they all were Wisconsin dudes, which is how I knew them, who had moved to the Triangle kind of at random in, like, 2006. And uh, so I'd been playing with them for, like, two years, and uh, I had one of those... I'd been in Milwaukee for, like, 11 years at that point, and um, uh, kind of had one of those, like... just moments where where I had just gotten out of a really long-term relationship uh, and I didn't have a job that wasn't music so I suddenly didn't have a bartending job and I didn't have like a relationship there and like I let her keep our apartment so I didn't even have an apartment I was sleeping on my friend's floor and I just realized like oh I could stay here but if I stay here I know exactly where I'll be in five years and it's not like that's bad it's just I don't. I didn't think anything was going to happen. Um, so I just real quickly was like, "Oh, if I leave now, like I can leave right now, and like nobody will even notice. It'll be awesome." Um, so and then it was just basically a question of where do I go? Yeah. And all my work was coming from Durham with this band Megaphone. I was flying down there like five times a year anyway. So I was just like, "Well, I could get a job in an apartment with a phone call. So why don't I just go there and try it out for a year?" And then, yeah. Uh, Right, it's a cool area. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's been the best. Um, I'm so glad that the weird set of circumstances brought me there. Um, but we had just started working together that summer. I moved there like in September, and yeah. we had just started working together like in June. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before I moved there, that band decided to stop touring. So it was kind of this weird, like, oh, now I'm just in a new place with like right. With no reason Nothing to, to be do. Really, yeah. And um, and she decided to come down on one of her breaks from Feist to like lay down real vocals on the stuff we'd been doing over email. And uh, that was kind of that. And then. Yeah, at which point I realized like after. So I hung out for two weeks and then went back to do a South American tour with Feist. And while I was in South America, I was like, you know, pretty much everyone I met there, I wouldn't feel bad calling them to ask me to pick me up at the airport people in Durham yeah people in Durham and I was like and I just made all this like you know more money than I'd ever dreamed of in my life singing backup music yeah um and uh didn't want to live in New York because I was that's where you had been I was yeah I was in Brooklyn okay where can I go where I won't spend this money Durham North Carolina and Nick's there yeah Yeah, so like we could like keep our, on making our record. Yeah. So I just moved. It happened in like two weeks. Okay. I like made the decision, got an apartment, and then left at the end of the week. And if it, if it, 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 it feels good, to, secretly I say this, it feels good to get out of places like Brooklyn and Oakland and, and, and San Francisco and New York. It's just like, yep. it, it, there's something about it that feels like, ah, you know, like yeah. there's like a breath of fresh air getting out of those like, fast hip towns you know oh yeah absolutely yeah and it makes it gives you the ability to actually pay attention to what is going on artistically if you're in a smaller zone Mm -hmm. with a community of people who's I find that in smaller areas people are just infinitely more supportive of each other the crazy thing about moving to Durham for me was that you would go to parties and people would ask you what you did and then they would actually listen when you responded (laughs) Right, right. Like, that was so wild to... 
it's extraordinary that that was wild to me, but it you can have a real totally conversation. Yeah, like a real, yeah. you know, and people would be interested, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It's like someone would be doing ceramics, oh, yeah, and you'd be cool. like, you do ceramics? That's awesome. Yeah. What are you making? You know? Whereas just talking about your latest opening at the Hoover sure, of course. So-So in Brooklyn. And we don't want to disparage no, not the at all. New Yorkers, and that we love these people. I'm just not tough enough. And there's lots of good people. But I agree. I feel I'm too sensitive. That's what I yeah. feel. It's like I have a sensitivity that makes it difficult for me to be in those like thirsty places, those like aggressive thirsty places. I agree. Yeah. I agree with the aggressive thirsty places, and I could probably have stayed there, but it just seemed like the universe was calling me to Durham. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, same same with me. And it's worked out way better than I ever thought it could. I, I love it there now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. I like being in those big towns. Don't get me wrong. Me I too. Do, I love it. I like it, going yeah. there, but, but I feel like if I was to spend all my time in those places, it just gets... Unless you're like... Unless you have like... More the, money than... Yeah, yeah. The kind of money where it's like, I don't need to be involved in any of this stuff. I, also, I just don't think I have the constitution... Uh, to succeed in places like that. Yeah. I think I can... I think I'm way more built... I'm a Wisconsin dude. Like, I'm way more built for, like, a place like Durham. Like, just North Carolina makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I feel like I can really, like, do my best work there. Whereas I think if I was in New York, I think New York would beat me instead of the other way around. I think I'd... I'd... Uh, I think it would drag me down. Just because just I don't think I'm, like, the kind of person who... I know people who, like are on their game there and yeah. they totally make sense to me in yeah. New York and I'm like holy shit you yeah, can't imagine anywhere else and I'm just like not I'm yeah. not built for that I'm too slow and different that's all yeah I'm, I'm like glad I missed yeah I'm too slow and different I'm like glad I missed the window of age in which I like would have thought moving there was a good idea yeah. you know because I could see getting locked into a bad situation for me there so much of, so much the weird thing for me was that when I was because I was on tour for the whole time that I lived in New York Every time I would come home, I would be on vacation, and I would arrive to all my friends being in, like, full-on work mode. And the main topic of conversation at parties is, like, how hard are you fighting to stay here? Right, right. You know, like, Mm. how many jobs do you have? I have three. Right. Like, I never sleep. I'm exhausted. Yeah. But I have three shows this weekend. Right. So, come. I'm just not enough of a professional creative person to... We uh, are now. But, but you know, like, I'm not enough of one, I'm not enough of a pro to, like, work three jobs and then be like, all right, I've got a two and a half hour window at my practice space on Tuesday right. night, and I gotta, like, be creative and knock it all out. That, like, I can't turn it on. That's you know? a lot like, of people I, do there, I think. I know, and, like, that's, that's another thing. It's to. just, like, that's awesome. My work, my, like, that takes, it takes me so much longer to, like, get in the zone. Like, even in Durham, I finally figured it out to where I worked all of my hours for the week in uh, two days, in 48 straight hours. So I right. do, I do like, close on Friday, open close on Saturday. So I double on Saturday, and then open on Sunday. And that was enough to, like, pay my rent and my phone bill and, like, groceries. And then the rest of And then the rest of my week. So, like, Sunday night through Monday, I'd just be, like, trying to recover. By Tuesday, I could be creative. And then I had, like, Tuesday through, like, Friday morning to, like, actually work. But that was the only way I could do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, if I had, like, a day off here or a night off there, I just, I wasn't, like, I can't turn it on. I don't know. I'm really envious of people who can just turn it on. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like in Cincinnati, is like, I never really have to worry about money. Yeah. You know, I have a house. I, I just, like, 
wander into whatever creative mind zone I end up in that day. I'm not saying this is great, because probably I should have more structure in my life, but that's how it is for me. It's like I, my days just look like transitioning from one creative thing to the next and you know whether whether it's the podcast or music mm-hmm. or writing a short story or whatever you know so like willy-nilly going between them whatever I, you know i think everyone like every creative person i know wishes they had a schedule like because that's I the do. main battle yeah. is like managing your time yeah oddly enough um and i just i think i've been working on just embracing the fact that like in order for me to write, write, I like have to go and sit on the porch and not move. Right, for, just have just kind of for five hours, yeah. you know, and like you're gonna come out with something. Yeah, and get snacks, and yeah, and then something will happen. But that's like that's the blood and sweat of it is just like not moving and not checking my phone. That's a North Carolina lifestyle. It's a oh. great lifestyle. Yeah. And the phone. Oh my god. Yeah, the phone. The phone. You gotta get rid of that phone. Oh, yeah. beastly phone. Yeah. yeah, and video games in general, for me. Do, do you guys uh, do you meditate at all? Do you guys? Yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. Not every day. I I wish someday I will meditate every day. I'm just I just got into it in the last year. Mm-hmm. Same because here. our friend. Yeah, yeah. What do you, how What do you do? Just sit quietly, breathe. <laughs> I, I sometimes yeah. I'll do like pranayama, like deep, more like deeper breathing, uh-huh. and then then go into like just shallow whatever breathing right you know but just the basic idea is i just can sit quiet with my eyes closed and just kind of try to i don't know i i'm just trying to make it make sense but i think it's it's had a good impact what about you i it's been really helpful for me i i just um i've had this weird transition the last like year where uh i'm a i used to be a i still am a really anxious person but i I feel like my head totally cleared up. Now I don't have, like, the spiral thing that I used to have. But it turned into a physical thing now. So, like, I just started having panic attacks way more and stuff like that. And uh, so that was kind of the thing that made me be like, oh, I need to, like, I need to do something about this. And that was our, one of our friends is a, is a, is really big into meditation. And he was just like, man, this, you sound like you have what I have. You should, you should try this. And, mm-hmm. um, and you think it's been helping? It's really great, especially yeah. like before. If we have like a really weirdly stressful day, and then have to play a show, and I'm feeling like, you know, I was up. doing that for a while. Yeah, between between the day and the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really helpful one. Even taking like I have this like basically just a podcast of like ten minute little the mind just a, just a uh, ten minute headspace headspace yeah just head. like a little chill out ten minutes of like okay I just just I don't want I'm gonna sit just by myself for 10 minutes and, like, just deal with this environment. And that, that's been uh, really helpful. Yeah. But I want to get to that, what you're talking about. I want to get to, like, I need to do it every day, I think. I need to, like... I don't I think do it, it every like, day. I don't do it every day, but, I, but I've been trying to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's so much more of a slow build-up thing that I think if you can... At least personally, I'm realizing that it, I'd be way better if I consciously tried to tamp it down once a day. Yeah. You know? I'm just trying to also just notice, like, just kind of, you know, mindfulness and whatever. The f- These are all buzzwords <laughs> of the day, but just kind of notice how I'm feeling, notice my body, notice the environment I'm in. Uh, you know, I had a friend sort of give me this rundown on, on, I don't know, this kind of shit recently, and it just 
really clicked in my mind. Like, okay, yeah, like just being being aware and being being present. I, all this shit sounds very buzzwordy. That's so but. it's so That's stupid okay, though. Okay, because it's true. But it's, it's true, real, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, there's a reason why things are cliche. I thought it was totally lame, and then I I had this moment on a couple tours ago that we did where I I took a nap in the van, and I just woke up and I had the best wake up I've ever had you know I woke up at the perfect point in my cycle or my dream or whatever was going on and the only way I could describe it was that like it felt like instead of my consciousness being based like behind my eyes which is I think your normal or my normal place I think I am it was just like right here and it just in the center of his chest right yeah sorry not podcast friendly um and it just everything was great and it lasted for like another two hours after I woke uh-huh. up and that made me be like oh that must be what I could feel like if I actually like tried to work at this <laughs> like he, but feeling he had centered. been injected with ketamine in his sleep <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was like it just made me realize like oh I can be this calm yeah. and but like that was like guys I just feel like I really feel my center and I was like did I just fucking say that out loud like yeah. god damn it hang on how are we doing Oh yeah, we all right. Okay. We're gonna wrap this. Up. All right. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I've been sitting oh, here with kidding? with Amelia and Nick in their back of their tour bus, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Say bye to these folks out here. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, oh man, thank you so it was much. absolutely my pleasure. I'm coming in soon. Okay, fucking awesome. Good combo. I wish that could have gone longer. Don't you know what I mean? It seems like uh, we, we tapped into lots of different things, but I feel like we could have kept exploring, which means we'll probably have to do a uh, part two at some point. And uh, we'll see. We'll see when we can make that happen. A lot of construction going on around my house. Lots of things being built. I'm looking at a wet sidewalk right now. If I didn't, wasn't looking at the guy that was uh, that was making it right now, I might I might go uh, and and sort of finger my name into it. So and so was here. Not that my name is so and so, but you know what I mean. All right, you guys. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you. I'm not sure when I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you, as they say. Uh, I don't have any conversations, uh, you know, in the in the books yet. So we'll see when I when I do. I'll know. I'll, I always know uh, when when it should happen before it happens. Not always, but often I do. So I'll see you soon, hopefully. And uh, you know what we say: keep wandering. Feel it